Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in how things used to be in the hair industry, who wants to hear from ladies who are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. All right, so today we have Kimber Chapman on the show. Kimber is a hairstylist from Fishers, Indiana. She specializes in lived-in hair and is the co-founder of Main Circle, an education company she started with our friend, Teddy Bickers. When Kimber is not at the salon, you can find her hanging with her husband and kiddos. Kimber, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited to have you on. I am so appreciative of you having me. You've had a lot of like really strong, inspiring women, and I am just so honored to be one of them. Totally. Yeah. So... Um, for those that don't know, I had, I don't even know if you know this, but when my mom was moving to Indiana, I said to Teddy, who should I have my mom go to for her hair? And she said, you know, I've never met Kimber, but I really have drawn her on Instagram. And like, I think she would do a great job. And so that's why I recommended you to my mom. But yeah, so can you tell us a little bit about your story a little bit? Because they're, like, I don't know much about how you came to today. Yeah, the little backstory. So I've been a hairstylist since, well, I started school in 2012. So I would say you've been a hairstylist since you started school. So I've been a hairstylist since 2012. Um, I've always worked in the Fishers, Indiana area. Um, but just recently I, I had spent seven years at a commission salon and then, uh, or six years at a commission salon and then went out on my own in March of 2018. So it's been almost a year and a half now, I guess it is a year and a half, um, that I've been on my own. So, um, I've just been kind of really leaning into just this sweet ownership concept. And I, you know, I used to think that like a big salon ownership thing would be for me. And I'm learning more and more every day how much actually goes into um, sweet ownership. And I'm not entirely sure that a big salon is in my future. I kind of love, I love where I'm at right now. So I'm really enjoying the space I'm in right now. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Cause I think that happened for me too, where you're like, you kind of are like, I aspire to have this, but then you, like the bigger salon thing. And then you realize like, wait a minute, right? I already, my kids or whatever you got going on. It's like, how would I do any more than I'm doing? Yes, I know. And I think that, uh, social media has done this a lot too, but we're always pressured for more. And sometimes it really, really helps to just take a second and like breathe and figure out if you really truly enjoy where you're at. And if not, then sure. Take that next step. But like, if you actually are totally fine where you are, and just, you know, stay there for a little bit. Cruise. Yeah, I like that. As far as like going off on your own, I know you had posted a while ago that, you know, you were just like kind of complimenting your husband and saying how much you admire him, but that he wasn't totally sure that you should go off on your own or didn't necessarily maybe know the industry or, you know, didn't, didn't know that if it was like, if it was a smart thing for you to do. And you kind of talked about that a little bit in your post, but will you share a little bit about what that was like to to like have the dream and then just like not, not have your other half like totally get it. Yes, I know. And we always like look for our significant others to be like 100% supportive, but the truth is um, there's balance in every relationship. And I really do think that me and my husband balance each other out in that way where I am slightly impulsive and he is like the least, like if you could think of like a risk taker and like the complete opposite of that, that's him. And um, I used to think like, wow, why are you like 
not into taking risks, but now, you know, in our seven years of being together, I've learned, you know what, it's fine. Cause he needs me and I need him. We both kind of balance off each other. But as far as the story goes, um, I was at my commission salon and I just didn't see much growth there. I was seeing where people were at that had been there much longer than me. And I was unhappy with things, um, in this, in that salon environment, I do miss everybody there. So it wasn't the culture or anything. I think it was just as far as my growth, it wasn't going to happen at that salon. So I had to make a quick decision one day really to be like, is this really what I want to do for the long term? And the answer was no. And so I had briefly researched, um, sweet salons in my area, which out here, there's not really a whole lot of options. Um, so the, uh, salon loft that I was at actually had like a window room that was open. And I was like, that doesn't happen very often. So I need to like get in on that. And so I had contacted, um, the lease manager there and he was like, well, I would do it now because you know, it's not going to stick around. And I'm like, okay, then I guess I'm doing it. And so I went home and I told my husband what I was thinking and he kind of knew, like, he knew I wasn't entirely happy, but he was like, Kimber, um, our son just turned my middle one. He just turned a year old. It is the middle of tax season. He's a CPA. Why would you want to do this right now? Cause again, I wasn't super uncomfortable where I was at. I just knew that for the long term, it wasn't exactly what I wanted. And he was like, why are you not just like chilling, like just chill for a sec. And it's funny cause I take that advice now, now that I am where I want to be, but, um, he was not the most supportive guy. And that's at the time I was very, 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 very angry. It put a huge strain on our relationship. And I was like, more than anything, I wanted to prove him wrong. Cause I was going to do it. Like, I was like, no, you're either going to be with me or you're not like, but I'm going to do it. And he was like, okay, then, you know, I guess do it and let's do what happens. So, um, in the back of my mind in those first couple months, I just had to be like, you know what? Not that I had to prove my husband wrong, but I need to like remove all doubt from my mind because he's really good at putting in sometimes in a good way, sometimes bad, but he's really good at putting just a little bit of doubt there. So, um, that's when I started my salon space. And then a month later, not even a month later, probably three weeks later, we found out we were pregnant with my third baby. <laughs> so, He's like, Jesus, you have to do this now. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, are you kidding me? Um, cause we had literally just like, as I was starting the business, he was like, well, this means that we're kind of like, you know, on chill mode for kids for a little bit. And I was like, totally. I've, I've had my fill of children. Like our, my middle one now had just turned one. I was like, we're just kind of getting out of the hard space. So yeah, let me focus on another baby, which would be my business. And then all of a sudden I found out I was pregnant with, my third baby. So, um, that first year of my business was spent pregnant with a third child. I had never done anything like this before. Um, so it was just a whole lot of new stuff. And then of course I had to take a maternity leave nine months into owning a business. And so I had to figure out how to rebuild my clientele from leaving a commission salon because I was very respectful and, um, didn't really go against anything that my old salon didn't want me to do. Um, so I had to focus on rebuilding from that and then leaving for eight weeks, nine months into business, which can also be super scary. So we made it through here we are. There's a lot of stuff in between. Yeah. So I just had to figure out really, really good systems along the way to, satisfy my CPA husband, um, to kind of satisfy my need for creativity and just like being in my own space and doing what I want to do and taking vacations when I want to take them and all the freedom that comes with the salon space, but then realizing, Oh, it is a lot of work as well. So figuring out systems to make it easier to maintain a 
three children and a husband at home, still be successful here and still do what I want to do outside of the salon space, like with main circle. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like really interesting because there's a, a, Jenna Kutcher was doing an interview on a, someone's podcast and these two people I really respect in the podcast, they were saying like, a lot of times we expect our partners to be everything and to get everything about our career. But they were saying that what they believe is that their partner doesn't really know everything about what they're doing professionally, that they love them in spite of all the work that they do, or they love them separately just for who they are, not because of what they do. And sometimes like we, we go to our partners and we expect them to be as excited about what we're doing as we are, but they don't have the context because they don't actually get what you do. Right. Exactly. Well, and he's a CPA. I definitely don't get what he does. So it kind of worked both ways that, um, I am very, very lucky to have him and all of his like knowledge of the economy and finances and accounting and things like that. Cause I know that is a huge deal for a lot of people when they start out in their own business. And luckily I have him there for me for that. But aside from that, I don't know anything about what he does. So we do kind of, it's awesome when we do talk about our day because he can vent all he wants and I kind of have nothing really to give back to him. But then I can vent, you know, about crazy stuff that happens here. And he is like, oh yeah, cool. That's awesome. So it does end up working out. Yeah. So I know that you had like moved to your studio and then you moved it again. Yes. And maybe again. So can you tell us a little bit about the evolution of your actual physical space? Right. So one of the uh, cons of being slightly impulsive is I kind of look at the good in everything without like seeing, oh, that probably will not work. So I spent a year at Salon Lofts and it just wasn't the perfect environment for me. I wasn't super into, you know, just having my box and that's it. There was nowhere to go outside of my little box. There was no break room. Um, you know, laundry was a little expensive, um, things like that, that were just little things that behind the scenes, no one would ever see, but I was noticing weren't, it wasn't helping my system at all. Um, and the culture just wasn't entirely what I wanted it to be. So I did spend time, um, probably it started probably during my maternity leave. So around December, so I'd been in business for about nine months. And I'm like, you know what? That isn't what I want long-term either. So, um, I was researching bigger boxes. That's what I like to say. Like this, my box is just really <laughs> tiny. So I was just looking for a bigger box. Um, but that also had that like salon culture. Cause I did miss, I miss the environment that I was in at my commission salon. The girls were amazing. They're still amazing. I still talk to all of them. And I think when I went on my own, it was just a little isolating. Um, so I needed to find the mix, the best mix of both where I could have my box and be in my box all day. But then if I wanted to go outside of my box into a break room, there were people there that were supportive, um, that, you know, we're also in it for the same reasons as me. And we're also equally inspired by certain things. And, um, I was listening to, um, that human design podcast that you did and I was, how you need to be around other people to be really kind of actually generating the right kind of work. And that is exactly me. Um, I have to be around other people who are equally as inspired. Um, so I needed to find that. So I found that here. I'm just five minutes down the road from my old space and it's really awesome. Everybody here is amazing. We all get along so well. Um, and it, which is really surprising cause you don't find that very often at all. So I'm definitely going to be staying here for long term. It is also really cool to realize that you liked that kind of model, but that you weren't in the right physical space. Yes. Cause sometimes I think you can get like discouraged or like be like, maybe this is, maybe I don't like studio life when it's like, no, I just haven't found the right studio. Right. That is exactly right. Well, and that's the thing. There are so many different 
types of that same like box. So you have your box. So what's just outside of that box? Do you have everything you need? And so you have to really look at, um, what your, if you're leasing from someone else, what that space that you're leasing from is also offering you. Um, and if it's beneficial to you and worth it in the long run for the amount of money that you're paying. So I found out, um, you know, within six months or so that my old salon suite just wasn't giving me what I want for the amount of money that I was paying. And what's funny is per square foot, I'm paying less now and I have way, way more amenities. So you just have to really do your research when it comes to that sort of thing. Yeah, that's cool. Cause I, I you know, the thing you said that I, like, I thought I feel the same way. It's whenever I'm excited about something, I really only see the upside and then I'm really like gung ho about it. And then as I live it and as I like, and I think it's not bad to be impulsive because you figure things out faster, but like, like then I see that like, as I'm living at the downside, sometimes outweigh the good that I was so excited about. Yes. You kind of like, um, I was listening to or reading an article the other day where the, the girl was talking about how she was walking through this house with her husband and how it's actually, it was like, allegedly in history, a haunted house. And she's walking through and all she's seeing is stained glass windows and this porcelain tub and all these amazing things. And this guy is like, well, what about that creepy door over there? And like, what about this? And what about that? And it's all about perspective. It truly is because we can, we have to really work hard to see both sides of things because we just get so excited that we just want to do it. We want to do it now. But I think really it comes down to just taking that little bit of extra time maybe and just figuring out who's actually the perfect fit for you. Because did I want to move one year into being on my own? No, but now I feel really comfortable and I'm glad that I did. Um, it just, you know, probably wouldn't have been the most ideal move, you know, if I would have done it right the first time, but that's why we learn. But totally. And then it's like, you have that much more perspective and like, that's like everything I've tried. I'm like, Oh yeah, I don't want to have employees or I don't want to do this. Like, well, I wouldn't know that the person that's in the stands, not trying anything. It's like, yeah, talk about me all you want, but I keep trying things and I'm figuring it out. It is way better to fail and then know than to not try at all and just still not know. That's how I see it. Yeah. So, so what's your schedule look like being that you have three, you know, young children? Like, how do you, how do you juggle it? Okay. So, um, I right now work Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and every other Saturday. I do work Wednesday and Thursday evenings. I'm lucky. Um, you know, my partner is really supportive of that. So he, you know, takes care of things on the nights that I work. Um, but so I work 10 hour or 11 hour days, Wednesday and Thursday with about a half hour lunch that I try to put in there as you know, frequently as I can. And then a, just a regular day, like an eight hour day, Friday, and then a six hour day when I do work this Saturday. And then, so I have Sunday, Monday and Tuesday off and you know, Mondays and Tuesdays, I feel like, you know, for most hairstylists that take off Mondays, um, that's my like get stuff done day. That's when I go out in public to, you know, the grocery store, Costco, wherever I need to run. Um, because I, I get such bad anxiety (laughs) when I'm in those places on the weekends. I'm like, why are there so many people here? And I remember I usually am there, you know, when most people are working. Um, and then Tuesday, I always consider like an office day. Um, usually it's at night. Like right now I'm at the salon actually uh, doing inventory and things like that. But after the kids go to bed, I just spend a couple hours and like make sure everything's good for the week. And, um, sometimes it involves coming to the salon. Sometimes it doesn't, but I only live seven minutes away. So it's not a far drive. 
Um, but that's when I come in and kind of get my white space rolling and make sure that everything is good for the week and everything's put away and everything's organized. Cause nothing's worse than coming in on what would be kind of our Monday and just being like, Oh gosh, I forgot to do this. I forgot to do that. Um, I meant to text this person back. I meant to call this person. So I just like to make sure everything is good Tuesday night for the rest of my week. Yeah. That is kind of like the secret. I feel like to like studio life is having, being able to, to like get everything the way you want it. So that when people come in, since you're a one man show, it's just like this really seamless vibe that no one sees like the color bowls that need to be like clean. They don't see any of that stuff. They just see like the nice, pretty space and, and I think it is like setting your mind right so that you cannot be like so distracted because there are so many balls in the air. But then I also love going to like, like even my space. Like I actually love going there when I don't have clients, like the way you're there right now working. It's awesome. Yeah. No one's here. Like everybody's gone. It's like super quiet. It's just a really good time to get white space. And, um, I did, I had a really high end environment in my commission salon. So in my mind, the only way to keep most of those people was to carry that over into this vibe. Cause I feel like, you know, people get wishy washy about how the consumers anyway, about how they feel about sweet environments. Like what is she doing in there? Cause that's her thing. Is she going to be doing the same things that she was doing in her other salon? So I always just make sure that everything, like you said, is seamless. Um, my online booking experience, everything from the consultation to retail to when they leave, I try to make as seamless as possible. And I try really hard to run on time. And the only way to do that is to make sure everything is good for your week at the beginning of the week, I think. Yeah. And I think that it's kind of cool technology nowadays that like a lot of the things that we're doing to simplify our work is actually like viewed as kind of techie and cool. Yes. Yeah. It is like, I kind of love the techie side of it. Like I love, fixing up my website. It's kind of like, you remember back in like the MySpace days where you'd spend like hours on yeah. perfecting your layout and getting like the right song. I feel like everything tech wise is like that for me now. And people really do. Like I get a lot of people that say like, Oh my gosh, like there are some like big salons, multi-chair salons who aren't doing the same things that you're doing and you're doing it on your own. That's so amazing. And I'm like, thank you. Um, cause I do work really hard on it. So <laughs> it's good that it gets noticed. Yeah, I know it's nice when you, when you work hard on something, it's nice to have it be like people notice it, but people do notice it. And I, I feel like it's like, that's what I like about how people are doing their own things now. Cause it's like, like, I feel like a lot of, there are cool big salons doing cool stuff, but for the most part, I find some of the most like innovative things that are happening, like independence are just like really putting their heart and soul into it. And it translates. That is absolutely true. I think 100% like this was definitely what was going to be my third baby, but it's now definitely my fourth baby. And I take care of it the same way that I do all of my other children. It is definitely a baby to me and I only want to see it grow. Yeah. So like, what do you think that like, like your dream of like what it would look like? Cause I know you've got the main circle and like how you like to like split your time or what, like what your dream life of so I, I love being behind the chair. Um, I want to stay behind the chair for as long as I can, even if it's just a couple of days a week. Um, I do eventually want to get more into education, but more in a way of just inspiring people. Like we didn't get into this much, but I am a teen mom. My first baby I had when I was 17 years old. So really kind of getting down and inspiring young women to know that they like no matter what happens, they are more than capable of achieving what they want to achieve. And, um, wherever that journey takes me, that's kind of where I want to go. So I definitely want to be behind the chair for as long as I can be, but I'd like to explore 
education in the ways of just like making sure people know they can do it. Cause you know, like I said, with my husband before, um, you know, he didn't say that I couldn't do it. He just said he was very worried about it, but I just want to make sure that young women know that they are more than capable. If they have something they want to do, as long as they are willing to put in the work, because it definitely doesn't come easily or overnight or anything like that. But as long as they're willing to put in the work, they can do anything they want to do. I, graduated high school with honors after having my daughter. I went to college. It just wasn't for me. Um, and then I left college, started cosmetology school, worked 40, 50 hour weeks while I was in cosmetology school, busted my ass while I was, you know, in my first salon and second salon and did everything I needed to do to set myself up for where I am now. And I want to make sure that everybody knows that they can have that too, if that's what they want. That's so amazing. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. That's, that's well, so you went to hair school after. Yes having your daughter. Yeah. So she was three when I started cosmetology school. Wow. Yeah. So you've been, you've been juggling a lot for a long time. Yes. Yeah. It's been, I'm never not like moving around. Like I always have to be doing something and that's kind of my personality too. Honestly, I do like to always have a project going on, but, um, I think just because I was in my formative years when she was born, you have to think about like, you know, how you are, going to be made into a certain human being all happens in those teenage years. So I think, you know, a lot of the time we tell these young girls, Oh, well, that's it for you. Now just go get a job and go do this and, you know, do the, do, you know, what you need to do to survive, but we don't ever tell them, well, there's more out there. You just have to find your support system, find your circle, do what you need to do, work really, really hard. And then eventually it'll come later. It might not come overnight, but it'll eventually come. Yeah. That's inspirational. Cause yeah, like I never thought about how your the messaging you kept getting was like, don't worry, your life's not over, but it kind of is. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what people say. It's like, your life's not over, but make sure. And then there's mom pressure too, right? So um, anybody who has kids knows that the second that we have kids, we're just kind of expected to make them our 100% focus. And yes, I absolutely love my children, but if if I didn't have them, what would I be, you know? And I have to make sure that I'm still a human being outside of being a mom and being a wife and all that stuff. So, um, that's always been a huge focus for me. My husband knows that he supports that, that I love to work and I'm never going to not work. Um, so, um, we just have to figure out how to make things work while I work. That's amazing. Yeah. I've never heard it said like that, like make things work while yes. I work. But I agree. Like, you have a purpose and yeah, I, I mean, I love the idea of you supporting other young people that were in a similar situation because like, I feel like who better to guide people through something than someone that's been through it. Right. We all learn, I think from example, and I think, you know, I, w- I, w- I graduated from a very small class in high school, even I graduated with 86 people. So, you know, I wasn't one of a few pregnant girls, even I was one of one pregnant girl. It was me. So, you know, I also, I did go to a very supportive school, so I am lucky there, but you are again, isolated and you feel like, Oh my gosh, like, you know, I just have to, I I think it was in the back of my mind, even back then that I have to prove that statistic wrong. And I have to make sure that everybody knows what I'm capable of because it's more than what people are expecting of me for sure. You could say something like anything to your younger self, knowing like what you know now about life and the journey that you like, you know, you're going to arrive here at this place of just like 
you know, creativity, like professional success, a nice home life. Like, what would you say to like the younger, like high school version of you? Yeah, I would say there are going to be a lot of people along the way who are definitely going to judge you and judge your choices and all that stuff. And I know that younger me, you have this like wild heart and you want to be rebellious and prove them wrong anyway. But I don't want you to ever let that go. Like keep that. Don't let anybody stifle that just desire to be who you want to be at all times. I love that. For someone that works in a box, you kind of seem like you live outside of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I uh, never live inside the box. That's for sure. The I feel like the box is definitely my like solace and my sanctuary and honestly the most peaceful part of my life um, and everything else. I, I'm pretty like pretty good at making the systems work to make sure that I am achieving 100% all goals. I'm definitely like a competitive person, goal achiever in the best way. Like, you know, I'm a type eight Enneagram. So a lot of people would see that as like a bad thing, but I see it. Yeah. (laughs) I see it as a really good thing. No, that's not a bad thing at all. It's like, but, but I'm a number two. And when I'm not like, not healthy, my bad qualities are that of an unhealthy eight. So. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And it's like, I see it too. Like I see it. I am an empath deep down. And honestly, I think it's being a Sagittarius, being a type eight. I am so passionate about my friends and family and the people I love that like, you don't want to mess with them because then you'll definitely be coming through me. And that's how I view my type eight. Like sure. I don't like to tell people I have weaknesses, but we all know they're deep down there. So just don't, don't bring them out. Yeah. But I mean, you definitely are a very passionate person. I feel it just in all your posts and, and, and just like, it comes through that you are just like so confident in who you are, but I feel like understanding more of your story, it's been a, it's been a journey to get there. Definitely. And I appreciate that. Thank you. I always, I always have tried to stay positive too. Um, a lot of things have happened to me. Um, most recent two years ago, I lost my mom. So a lot of people, you know, they have never been through losing a parent. So it's, you keep getting these hits, but I just have to keep kind of like, you know, okay, so let's look at it this way. I gave birth to my middle son, then my mom died. And then I'm going through all this grief and, you know, that whole process. And I think in that process, that's when I was like, no, like life is very short. If you have a baby at 17, you have to do what you want to do now. There's not going to be a better time. So, um, I, I definitely losing a parent makes you realize how short life is, but you also have to remain positive. Um, or else you, you just can't let that stuff eat you alive. So I always say just remain positive, light beats, stay funny. Like, let's be real. Like, you know, I'm never going to be inauthentic. It's just not me. So, um, just be true to myself. And cause I know that's what my mom would want for me too. Yeah. Lately, I love all that lately. I've really been into how we need to live more like live richer lives now. Yes. Because don't and I think like there's so many hairstylists and I don't know maybe you can relate to like like for me like I didn't arrive at the success that I have by doing much else yeah Yeah. and now I'm at a place where I'm like I could it could all be over tomorrow and I don't want to have just colored hair and that's you know we have to make sure that we are fulfilling every part of ourselves so like I like if you want to do hair but also reach out and volunteer and do whatever make sure that you're making time in your schedule to do that or if you want to do hair but also work on the side and some other side business make sure that you make yourself time to do that because you're right what if you 
there, what if there's no tomorrow? Are you going to be happy with everything that you did? And I think that like so many hairstyles, I, I feel like that I talk to and I can relate to it. It's like so much sacrifice goes into creating the career of your dreams. Just make sure you're not sacrificing like the life of your dream to have the career. There's got to be a balance. There does have to be balance. And there will be, there's, there's so many seasons too. There's that season of hustle and there's that season of fast. But then like right now I'm in very much in a season of slow. Um, cause I, you know, finally I'm done having kids and, um, I can finally like look into the future and know that, you know, they're only going to get older and I'm, you know, I'm only going to be able to like get just a little bit more freedom with each passing milestone. Um, and that's a good feeling deep down. Um, so I, I'm just going to coast for a little bit, you know, cause I hustled and, you know, I, I built what I have now while pregnant with another child, while having two kids at home, while having a husband who was kind of starting his career too. And so now I know it's time to coast and there'll be a season down the road where it's time to, you know, hustle again. When all my kids are in school, I have more time to, you know, focus on bigger business goals and things like that. But as of right now, I think I'm going to coast for a little bit. Well, and your coasting involves having a passion project and a full-time business. So yeah, you're right. That is my idea of coasting. <laughs> yeah. So what it like with main circle, I know we've talked to Teddy a little bit about, you know, since the first time she was on the show and then she created it with um, main circle with you. And then we had her back on the show to talk about it. But uh, what are, what do you hope to have come out of main circle? So, you know, it kind of aligns with my ultimate goal too. I think that Teddy would agree that we want to just set people up to not feel that sense of isolation if they're on their own or if they even have the dream of someday being on their own. Maybe they're commissioned now and they know that this is something they want to do in the future. Um, or maybe they are booth rental now and want to own a big salon in the future. We just want to make sure that people are set up for success um, no matter what path they take. I'm a very big believer in, in that we're all in this together. There's no room for like, oh, I'm better than you at this or you know, I'm not going to share this secret with you because, you know, then what if you take it and you become more successful? It's just, we can't think that way. Um, we have to make sure that we're all here for each other. Cause I'm telling you, man, that first six months on my own was super stressful. Um, so if someone would have just been like right behind me in any way, shape or form being like, no, you got this and here's how you can do it. I would have felt so much better. So I know that Teddy would agree that that's kind of at least on my end, the definite ultimate goal of main circle for me. There's not a lot of, we, we see a lot of hair education. There's great hair education. There's not so great hair education. We are not lacking in hair education, but what we are lacking in is just business practice education. And, you know, I think that you, if we all just pitch in that little bit of knowledge that we have, we can really do make big differences in all of our lives. Yeah. And like realizing that like you're not less successful because you share the method that you use right. or a system that you have. Yeah. And what works for me may not work for you, but maybe you should, you know, share with me what you're doing. I'll share with you what I'm doing. We can, you know, find a way to, you know, make it all work. I really think that it's awesome that I'm doing this with Teddy. We kind of talked in the beginning that we all, we both kind of wanted to do something like this, um, but we're both kind of apprehensive. So um, bringing both of our ideas together, I think has really, really helped. And I think, you know, just like everything else that uh, when our minds come together, we're able to produce more. For all the work that you have to put into putting the, the courses together or the workshops together. I mean, if you guys are able to delegate, it is kind of like, 
way less on your plate. And then it's collaborative. Exactly. I love having like accountability for it because I can't say for sure with everything else going on in my life that if I didn't have some sort of accountability for it, that it would all happen as quickly as it does. Yeah. And I think with just like the way the industry is changing, like I had like last week, Kara on the show, she was saying, she's like, I always just make what I want. And I feel like when she said it like that, I'm like, wow, like the podcast is kind of like the community that I needed, I wanted. And so I made it. And so it sounds like for you, like main circle is that like, it's what you needed and wanted. Totally. It's definitely like filling up my cup, that little rest of the way. Um, cause being behind the chair, I love it. I would say that's about 80% of my cup, but I needed that extra 20% of just like being really, really passionate about something. Cause it just can get exhausting, um, doing the same thing over and over and over every day. So I really love meeting up with other hairstylists and hearing their stories. And that's why I love, you know, podcasts like yours and others where I just hear other people who are kind of going through the same stuff that I'm going through, you know? So I want to make sure that, you know, again, I'm being authentic. I tell people, we just had our retail shop, um, or retail workshop last week. And I told people, I'm like, I am not, you know, 100% at selling retail either. I never want to come off that way. And that's how I know that we can learn from each other. But, you know, I do know I sell to 80% of my clients. So here's how I do it. And if this works for you, then please take it and take these methods and run with it. So what would you say, like you've had two workshops so far, do you have like an experience that like jumps out at you that you're like, this is why I'm doing this. The feedback that we got after our first workshop was pivotal in how excited we got about the next workshop. And I think just hearing that after workshop feedback or like talking to stylists after those workshops and hearing their takeaways and like being like, Oh my gosh, I'm so glad that you talked about this because I was having that same exact problem. and I didn't even know how to explain it, but you just explained it for us. And that's awesome. And just hearing, you know, it's that sense of satisfaction too, that you actually did it correctly, but it's just that like you, I love knowing that I changed at least one part of someone's day and, um, that's behind the chair too. I can make great hair all day, but if I haven't changed someone's day for the better or their week for the better, it's not worth it to me. I want to make sure that I'm making someone feel better any way, shape or form that I can. Yeah. Like people leave you better than you found them. Yeah. I love that. So what would you say to someone who wants to like create their own passion project? They're like struggling saying like, well, I'd love to do like a main circle because I wanted to create something that I wish I had, but like it's already being done or I want a podcast, but like, like a lot of people already have them. Cause I feel like that's just kind of that fear and that imposter syndrome. But what would you say to someone that wants to start something like you have not to copy you, but because they're like, that's their, in their heart. So I always say that again, there's room for everybody, but I would say if you have even an inkling of passion for it, at least lean into it. Um, maybe you'll find that it's not for you, or maybe you'll find that, you know, it actually leads to something else, but lean into every gut feeling that you have. Cause just like I had that gut feeling one day pulling up to my commission salon that I was just like, you know what? I don't want to keep pulling up to this salon every day. I need to find something else. I was just a little gut feeling and it only took a little bit of research and a little bit of work to find out what the next step was for me. And I always think that if you just take things in little bits, you end up creating something as big as you want it to be. So I always say whatever gut feeling you have, lean into it. Even if it's, if it's the same as someone else, maybe down the road, you guys can collaborate and find out how to make something even more powerful together lean into it. That's my phrase of the day. (laughs) 
No, I love that. Cause I'm actually reading a book right now by Sheryl Sandberg called option B. And it's like when life, when life hits you and you don't get to have the first option that you created, like, how do you like kick option B's ass? Always kick option B's ass because it might honestly have been the better option down the road. You just couldn't see it through the fog of option A. You know, you're so focused on option A that you haven't even considered option B. I love that so much. I heard a quote in it that I'd like to share with everyone. The quote was, peace is joy in rest. Joy is peace in motion. Yes, that's a good one. I love that. I never want to be a pity story. And I I don't think I am now, but I think that sometimes when I share those little bits of hard times in my life and how, you know, I overcome them, um, I forget sometimes that it actually can be inspiring to someone versus like, oh, because I never want to hear oh, because, you know, whatever. But no, all everything you shared just made me that much more like impressed by you. It didn't make me feel bad for you. It made me be like, wow, there's confidence about you. There's just like a presence about you that like you're comfortable in your skin. And most people don't arrive there by not having a lot. Right. Yeah. You have to have a lot of shit. And I have had a lot of shit, but you know what? It's made me exactly who I want to be today. I'm so at the time I, you know, all that stuff, I was like, why is this happening to me? And then I realized down the road that, you know, there was definitely a reason, no matter what you believe in God, the universe, I, I am, you know, I believe in God. And I do think that he puts everything on our plate for an exact reason. Sometimes we can be like, well, what the heck was that? But I do think if we just lean into it, then we'll see exactly where we need to be in this universe. I 100% believe that because I wouldn't have my podcast if something had to come in my path that I wish never came. So you never know what comes out of the hard times. Exactly. The best stuff, really. The best stuff. Well, thank you so much. Where can people find you? So my personal or my professional Instagram, I guess I should say, is at Kimber Chapman underscore. And then you can also find Teddy and I's education group, Main Circle, at at main.circle on Instagram. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. I will talk to you soon.